Yeah, yeah. Post-game show. Kings get the win. Kings win. Kings win. The Kings win. That's my, uh, what's the dude's name that does the Yankees? This is Kenny Carraway, by the way. Um, J Street Vibes. You know the vibes. This is, it's a it's a Kings win episode here. What's what's the name? The guy that does the Yankees? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know his name, but. Is it John Sterling? I thought it was Sterling. But anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm ripping that off, man, because the Kings win. They will not go over the bubble, Jason. No, they won't. And this is Jason Jones, and I'm going to take credit for this win. As I tweeted out before the game that I. I have been listening to Anita Baker all morning, you know, hey, and if I could, and I'll I was, give you. And I was world. saying, hey, if you, if you, if you know, if you're <laughs> frazzled, if your mind ain't right about this team, play some Anita Baker. <laughs> so I, I am taking credit that I'm, I'm assuming people saw that and said, you know what, I'm going to put some Anita on. And Kings come out with the 140, 125 win. You know, drop a, drop a. Sacramento era record, 49 points in the first quarter. Wow. That was crazy to see. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And, and I'm and I'm just trying to decide. I mean, I thought I had seen some bad defense this season, but my God, Pelicans. I mean, you know, did you at least wave at them sometime? I mean, <laughs> God. I mean, if if we if we thought that if we were frustrated by what the Kings were doing defensively as as a I say we as like a Kings fan base, not you, Jason, me and the rest of the Kings <laughs> fan base. But uh, if we were frustrated by that, I couldn't imagine being a Pelicans fans today. Like this was like I think you tweeted it out earlier. I mean, their season was possibly on the line tonight or this afternoon. And the effort they gave on defense was just abysmal. And to the Kings' credit, they they ate it up. Yeah, and then they ate it up in part because they got away from doing what they had done good chunks of the previous three games, which was stand around and stare at De'Aaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. other guys made shots. Most notably, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich, career high, 35 points. And then Woo. for those who kill, who were hitting me up on, on my mentions about De'Aaron needs to pass the ball more, why is he scoring and, you know, not getting enough assists, De'Aaron hits you for 30 points Come and 10 assists. Come on, man, you know, 30 and 10. 30 That's and what 10. We doing, and then Harrison Barnes looked like he, you know, like, like, like he was fully recovered from, you know, I, I know he, you know, before the game, Luke Walton says, you know, he's fine. He wasn't fine. There was no way he could be fine. You can't sit out that long. You know, and look, I've, I've been one of the people critical of Harrison. I said it last way. He's been terrible, you know, and, and I understand he had the COVID. He's recovering from that and all that other stuff. So maybe it was a little off base on my part, but he had been playing terrible regardless of the reason why he came to play today. 22 points. To you know, I just thought it was probably their most complete game. You know, New Orleans still had a crazy high shooting percentage, but what the Kings managed to do that was different was that they got stops at time, you know, whenever it looked like, you know, New Orleans was going to make a run, they got stops and they scored. They went, they you know, and in those moments when the game could have gotten tight, they didn't fall back into, okay, which guy is going to save us? They just kept, you know, running offense. And it, you look at the numbers, you know, you, you look at 140 points, you would assume, man, that must have been, they was going up and down fast break points like crazy. And that wasn't the case in terms of the fast break points. It was actually kind of surprising for both teams considering who they are. I mean, the Kings. I think uh, they, New Orleans didn't get their first fast break point until like midway through the third quarter. Yeah, that sounds so. about right because they, I mean, n- neither one of these teams put up crazy fast break points. I mean, the Kings had a total of 
just pulled up make sure they had Kings had four. <laughs> God. And the King and oh the Pelicans God. had two. So you put up 140 <laughs> points with four fast break points. That's crazy. That doesn't even seem logical. But, I mean, you make 16 threes. You keep your pace up in general, you know, and they kept attacking. You know, I said De'Aaron, you know, De'Aaron. De'Aaron's been on one in this bubble. I mean, outside of that. De'Aaron is taking it to another level. Yeah, outside level, of right? the uh, Orlando game, which they all can throw away because that was just shit. But. <laughs> you know they uh they, I, I mean De'Aaron's been on one I think this is Rashawn's best game the numbers don't oh Rashawn in the second half I think he was a big part of you know because it got a little tight for a quick second and Rashawn got active um on on both the offense and defensive end and he looked the best he's he's looked since he came back yeah well. the numbers aren't going to look great don't look great from you know eight points five rebounds two assists but I think you look at the way he roll, you know, his roll into the basket, his his the screens he set, his activity on defense, and the two, the buckets he got were big time timely buckets to, to push the lead up when they needed it. So I mean, I think all like, this is easily their best effort of the bubble. I mean, mainly because they won, but you know, the bench actually extended a lead. You know, they they were given a lead, and they were able to extend it in the third quarter, going into the fourth, got the lead up to nineteen. You know, and so this was to me their most complete game. Yeah, I, and you look at this this situation. You said it was their uh, uh, most complete game, mostly because they're one. And you're 100 percent right about that because there's not a lot of difference between this game and the Mavericks game, except Bogdan Bogdanovic could hit a shot today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but even on the flip side, like it's 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 something that's becoming a topic of conversation about how Buddy and Bogey can never play good at the same time. So Bogdan was hitting today. But Buddy really gave you absolutely nothing. He gave you about the same as what Bogdan gave you in the Dallas game. You know what I'm saying? So um, they 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 were able to withstand mentally, in my opinion, mentally withstand any kind of potential run or actual run that New Orleans made. I remember after the first quarter, as hot as the Kings were, Bogey was on fire. Uh, I think the Kings were shooting like, what was it like 80% in that first was, quarter? Something that's crazy. Ridiculous. And I looked and they were only up by 10 points. And I was so f- nervous and frustrated with that because I thought it should have been about a 16, 17 point lead, but they got lazy defensively a lot of the times after making a bucket. They would just kind of admire the fact that they hit a shot and just let the, the Pelicans waltz into the paint for, for an easy bucket. So I was worried about that. But today, they they kind of withstood that. Like you talked about the bench. I just thought defensively the energy that Corey Joseph and Baysmore and Holmes was given. Um, and Alex Lynn. I thought Alex Lynn did some good things uh, defensively. I, I thought that was the difference between what happened in the Dallas game and what happened uh, today against against the Pelicans. Yeah, they shot seventy eight point three percent in the first quarter, <laughs> but Jesus. New Orleans shot seventy seventy point eight percent. So I mean, mm. there wasn't anybody fairly giving up, <laughs> you know, stopping. But you, that first quarter, which was big too, was that if you're not going to get stops in the sense of just shutting teams down, you got to cause some chaos. And the Kings got twenty two points off of turnovers. So, I mean, you you might not be getting the stops in the sense of you held them to, you know, 98 points, but to come away with 22 points off of turnovers, that's another part of defense. You know, you got to look at the whole picture of this game. Like I said, you, you know, you still won by 15 and you scored, 100, you know, and you scored 140. So, yeah, the, the other thing um, we could take away from this game, too, is for 
I'd probably say one of the few times Kings out free throw shot, if that's the right terminology, the opponents. <laughs> 33 to 23. You don't see that often. Um, but, you know, I thought they were attacking the basket a little bit more today. Harrison Barnes did a good job of it. De'Aaron obviously did a good job. Even there was times when Corey Joseph was attacking the basket. I just thought they were a little more aggressive, not settling as much for three, even though they were so hot to start the, the game from three. I didn't think they um, they necessarily relied on that too much. Yeah, you know 58 what I mean? so. points in the paint. They got, 40, they got 45 shots in the paint. That is big. That's that's some good stuff right there. That's some good stuff. And when you talk about points in the paint, you're talking about De'Aaron Fox. And I, I want to take a second to really focus on him just a little bit here, Jason, because I don't know exactly what the averages are. You probably have it right now, but he's probably around 25, 26 points a game um, for this for this restart. Uh, he's probably looking at 9 to 10 assists a game. And I think De'Aaron Fox, remember, you guys know, I call the man the straw that stirs the drink, right? But I don't know if I even saw this from him. I, I, I didn't see him possibly being a 25-point-per-game score a night. You know what I'm saying? And it seems like, I don't want to say he get, can get that easily, but even if he doesn't shoot as much, I think with him being a better free-throw shooter, 25 points a game a night, eight, nine assists a night, I think that's a, a real possibility for De'Aaron Fox. I mean, is is the is the scoring from him, is that something that you kind of expected or is it jumping out to you a little bit more? He was trending that way before the play stopped. He was getting you games where he was having, you know, his, his last game before the break, he had 28 points before play stopped. So, I mean, he was trending that way. It's just a matter of, you know, can he get to the line? Because I mean, if he gets to the line and actually makes them, I mean, to, I still always, I obviously told you know he's too good of a player to be shooting 70 percent from the line. You know, and I think if he gets that part of his game up and gets to that thirty five percent range or better from three, you're looking at a guy who should get twenty five a night. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know, and th- yeah, you know, and th- you know, and then you're working with something. So, yeah, I, I liked what I saw. I've liked what I've seen from uh, De'Aaron this entire restart, honestly. Just the the aggressiveness. And he had a uh, comment after the game. He said, you know, assistant coach Jesse Mermans asked him, what's the difference in the games where you're not aggressive? He's like, it's just me. No one stops me from doing it. And that's big. That's big. You know, it's just that him taking accountability for his, for his play, saying, you know what? This is on me. And he said, he said his teammates tell him to be aggressive. The coaches tell him to be aggressive. He's just got to do it. And he, I mean, 21 point, 21 shot attempts, not 21 points, 30 points on the night, but 21 shot attempts for De'Aaron Fox. That's kind of where I want to see him. 17 to 22 shot attempts tonight. You got to get him up. You got to get him up, young fella. And, and, and that's what I want to see from him. And it just, it just opens the floor up. I thought at the end of the third quarter, I tweeted it out, the last three minutes of that third quarter, he was out there looking like a point guard, no Caruso, because that is not who a point guard is. Caruso. Hey, hey, not hey, a point hey, guard. hey, 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 hey. You know what? Just because the Kings won does not mean we will slander the great Caruso. You know, we will not slander Caruso today. We that's what we're not going to do. But De'Aaron, I mean, he was in complete control all the way from the buckets that he got to that final possession where he he 
orchestrated that thing perfectly and hit a wide open Corey Joseph at the uh, in the corner for a three that pretty much was the nail in the coffin. And I just feel like mentally, he's getting that mental approach to the game and that mental understanding of when to go, when to set up his teammates. And if he gets all that down, it's it's crazy to think. Like I said, I, I always thought he was the, the going to be the heart and soul. If they're going to be any good, he was going to be the heart and soul of what they do. But it, we could, like you said, we could be looking at 25 and, and, and 9, maybe 10 a night. Because he, he's got it and he's 20, 21 or did he turn 22? I think he's 22 right now. Come on, man. And the thing Come is, on. is that people forget that he's missed a good chunk of, not, it wasn't like he missed like 40 games as a rookie, but he missed some, you know, he, he was in and out the lineup as a rookie. He was pretty durable second year. Last, this season, he he had to strip up the ankle. But this kid's tough. He gets better every year. He wants to get better. And, he you know, he's doing the things he needs to do to get better. So he balled out. And then, obviously, um, a guy that that took a lot of heat, you know, over the last two days and, you know, had had probably the worst game I've seen him play, Bogdan Bajanovic, from the jump, off the rip, came out crazy. What do you have, 19 in the first quarter? Uh, I think he was six of seven, five of six from three in that first quarter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, you know, he went NBA jams early. Man, he he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't miss. Ended up with thirty five on the night, six three pointers. Um, I'm not expecting thirty five from from Bogdan uh, every night, obviously. But I, I think he's a good enough shooter at the very least, and a good enough scorer, a smart enough player as well. Where he sh- he shouldn't have a game like he had uh, against Dallas. He should at least be able to get to the line or get some easy buckets. And I, I was good. I was glad to see him. Uh, get back into the flow of things offensively because uh, he, he he's another guy that we know he works hard. He knows, you know, he plays the game the right way. Um, and it was painful to see him go James, John Starks the way he did against Dallas. So good to see him bounce back the way he did today. Yeah, and what he said too was when he looked back and watched that film, he said there were a lot of in and out shots. Don't say that, Jason. Don't say that. People don't like when you say watch Oh, they don't like when, oh, I forgot whenever Luke says he has to watch. The, I mean, I mean, God forbid that someone watches the game live and can't, you know, and doesn't and wants to be able to look back and verify before they tell you what they saw. They get so mad when he says that. Like, well, That's well, why can't up. you see? I'm like, well, you do realize he's actually standing there and we're watching on TV. We see it a little bit differently. Like, you do realize that, right? And I mean, and the, here's what's crazy. Every other coach does the same thing that I've ever covered. You ask me the next yeah. day, so now that you've watched the film, what did you see? And they'll be like, well, you know what? It wasn't as bad as I thought it was, or it might have been worse. And that's the reason why a lot of coaches are reluctant to give you a definitive answer on certain things right after a game because they haven't watched it yet. They have to come back and see, the, you know, Ask the guy, player, what did you see? Why did you do this? There's, there's a lot more to it, but whenever Luke says, I got to watch the tape, it, feel, it feels like people go, oh, my God, he, he's clueless. He has to watch the tape. He doesn't know <laughs> what so he's close. doing. He's so dumb. He has to watch tape <laughs> to actually give an intelligent answer because he watched the tape. And I'm like, you know, it's like, okay. I, I, I personally hope Luke says watch the tape forever. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, to, I need to tell, I'm like, Luke, if I ask you, you know, how was your Sunday? I, I need Luke to say, you know what? I'm going to watch the tape of Sunday first, <laughs> you know, and see what I did. You know, I go back and look. You know, I think I watched a couple of television shows. But I, the tape will let me know for sure 
what I what I did on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. But Bogey did watch the tape after his uh, game against Dallas. What do you, what do he tell you about that? He said that he just saw a lot of shots going in and out, and that he says perhaps you know when you look back. Remember, Luke put him in the game late, and they were already down, but he hit that like crazy late three. That was the only shit. He would have been 0 14 in that game, but he goes 1 of 15. But he said it's crazy to him. That was the toughest shot he took all night, and it went in. Remember, he couldn't. I mean, it wasn't like he shot 14 threes. He couldn't hit anything. And the thing is, you know, the people were asking him on the you know, media wise, you know, what did you do differently? You know, you know what were, people have bad games. It happens. And these guys. And you don't get to this level because, oh, my God, I had a bad game. I'm going to go into a shell for three or four days. I mean, it happens. And the whole thing is that what you don't want to do is you don't want to have five, ten of them in a row. And that's kind of where, where Buddy is, where he's had four games in a row that were pretty non-consequential. Excuse right. me, y'all. You know, I went to a virtual happy hour. I did not partake, but you know, <laughs> you know, I did not partake. A little yak. I did, I did not. A little yak. I didn't. The, I did not have a sip of the hour. Crown Royale or the or you know or any other brown liquor. But you know, th- these things happen, and what the what the good players and the good teams realize is that. You can't be too up or too down. You got I mean it's cliche, but it's true. Like imagine if Bogey had to like stayed up all night and didn't sleep because he, you know, he he had a bad game, or if De'Aaron Fox, because they lost, as somebody pointed out on Twitter, why, why are you tweeting about this? Y'all lost the game. Imagine if he had like spent the whole last two days crying because they lost. I mean, get the fuck out. I, I, I'm sorry. This is me off. <laughs> you know, why are you tweeting? Even De'Aaron said today, people like, they get mad because he tweets about video games. It's like, you guys lost. Why did you tweet about a video game? I'm like, okay. When you have a bad day at the office, you go home and go over your files all night. Get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. I, they got to stop that, man. They got to, they got to, you know, like, it's not, it's not that. And, and people handle things differently, too. That's another thing people got to realize. But just because somebody tweets about raising canes doesn't mean that they're, A, not upset about the, the, a bad game or bad performance, or B, doesn't mean that they're not working out or anything. Like, the, the funny thing about that is, like, people talk about, you know, um, seeing videos of people working out and, oh, he's, he's grinding. We see the videos of him going at it and... You look at somebody like De'Aaron Fox. I don't think I saw not one video of him shooting, dribbling, nothing during the whole uh, during the whole you know pause NBA pause season or whatever. And he clearly, clearly has come back looking like he was playing basketball while <laughs> while he was you know while we were out on the break. So can't get caught into that whole that whole social media yeah, stuff. It's all like funny. my man Andre Three Thousand once said, "Is every dude every dude that wear gold for the fall?" Is every dude that wear a dredge for the cause. You can't get caught up in appearance, all right? Simple as that. Yeah, and I know, I remember a few years ago, I forgot what it was. Uh, it might have been when uh, Nick Stauskas and Ben McLemore were on the same team. And someone was like, you know, I forgot which one it was. It might have been Nick. You know, he's ready. See the videos he was posting? I'm like, you think he's going to post Ooh. the stuff he wasn't doing? The hell is that? <laughs> right. I, was like, I was like, I don't care. I said, he, he was making all those shots. I said, he, he's not going to post his misses. And yeah, and, and every coach will tell you, you know, 
What if a guy spent an hour in the gym practicing bad form? Y'all going to give him props? You know, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, what we see you do. A lot of times the best work is done, the work we don't see you do. And however you process things when they go wrong. And I think the one thing about this Kings, and I even said it after that first game, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because whenever I thought they were dead this season, they figure something out and get a little something going usually. This, this win against New Orleans falls right in the line. Falls right in the line who they are. They're left for dead, left on the side of the road, and they come back and they win against New Orleans. And then, you know, a team here, there might lose. Or you look at the standings and, oh, they're only a half game out after all this. They got a shot. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll play some good basketball. And it's all leading up to uh, the final game of the bubble when the Kings need a win to get in. And after LeBron and AD haven't played for three games, they'll play 40 minutes that night and, <laughs> uh, and, and, and and do their best to knock the Kings out of the playoffs. It's all leading up to that. That's just what happens with these guys. Yeah, I mean, but I just think it's, you know, I think I even wrote it that, of course, they were going to win this game because they, because <laughs> this is who this team is. It's like they've got to get hit upside the head several times. Like, oh, you know what? Let me do it the thing that worked before. You know, let me, you know, and like I said, this is all new experience for these guys. They're going through this, you know, this this fight to try to get into the playoffs. And I still, be- I stand by the fact that they will be a better team next season for this experience. I don't, I don't know what that's going to translate to in wins and losses, but they will be a better team for this experience. Yeah, everybody top to bottom, the players and the coaching staff. I think you know it's all learned as a learning experience, and this is. This is, we'll talk about the bubble in general in just a little bit, but I mean, this is a this is an intense environment. You know what I mean? It is not a, a country club like oh, let's just you know get a get a quick little warm up for the playoffs. Like these guys are playing. It's a different intensity. It's not Cleveland, you know, in in February on a Wednesday night. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys are going at it, and it feels like it took them a game or two to, you know, get adjusted to that. I think that's something that you pointed out before the bubble. You said it was going to take them some time to get adjusted. Yeah, and then with the guys they were missing for long stretches from practice, I, I my my fear for them was that it would take them like three games to figure it out and get back into a rhythm, and that might be too late. But it's not too late for them right now, you know. It's still, they're still, they've actually, what, gained a game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in the midst of Ooh. all this. You know, they're actually two and a half out, you know. Well, Phoenix won't I – I don't think Phoenix is ever going to lose again, though. But Jesus. You know, goodness. but, I got, you know, this is – to me, this is all good. And I also will say this for De'Aaron. If you haven't had Raising Canes, don't you dare judge De'Aaron Fox for one hit Raising Canes. Don't you dare. Uh, well, I've had Raising Canes, and it's – it's it's, uh, I mean, it's overrated. I'm just going to say it, it's overrated. It's all right. It's good. I'll eat it again. Like I'll go there again, but I'm not. I'm not going I'll, crazy. I mean, if I if I gotta wait in a line, I'm gonna wait in line for raising canes instead of waiting in line for In and Out. Okay, well now you're just getting out of control. You and can you can wait in line for those cardboard fries all you want. I will not fight you for the card. The, the burgers are so good. That I will overlook but, the fries. But it's but like you somebody can't that do doesn't that. play defense. You can't do it's, that. It's a, it's a the burger ain't that score. good to where I'm gonna overlook it though. Because if no, I want a burger, the burger is good. good. It ain't that good. Where I'm going to be like, yeah, give me a burger. Like I, Last time I went there, I got a burger and a shake. Because I'm like, but I wanted fries. But I said, I can't order these fries because they will hurt. My throat will be scratched. <laughs> and my tongue will be scratched by the cardboard that I am chewing. <laughs> and I don't want to have to give five different 
anecdotes from the secret menu to make my fries edible. Mm. Yeah, Jason, you're not always right, bro. You're just not always right. But I'm right I mean, about right this. right a lot of the time. I'm right good. about this. You're good at everything that you talk about, but this one you just got wrong. De'Aaron so agrees with me, so that's why De'Aaron's, you know, De- that, 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 that elevates De'Aaron's point God status because he agrees with me <laughs> on that. He agrees with me on that. You know, he, like me, he'd rather eat a, he'd rather have a fat burger. Hell, he'd rather have a water burger. He'd rather have any burger than in and out So, yeah. So, oh my God. But, but, but then again, I'll say this. If, if, Jason if, Jones if, if, nor De'Aaron Fox is not perfect. You know, if in and out were to, today, were, to uh, were to write me a check to endorse their product, I would gladly stand proudly and talk about their delicious shakes. We'll, read them. we'll eat them right here on J Street Vibes every episode. I'll go. I'll do an IG live where I eat the fries and love them. I'll be like, hmm, that, <laughs> I was wrong. I, you do have to fry them three or four different ways to make it work. Yeah, yeah. So in and out. If anybody, you know the 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 president of marketing, if you guys are listening right now, holler at us. Yeah, holler I apologize. I apologize in and out, folks. I apologize. Y'all, lemonade is <laughs> but, good. Uh, lemonade is good. It's bomb. Um, but as far as the game, I mean, Kings win one forty, one twenty five. Um, they play Brooklyn. They're going to play Brooklyn in a mere few hours. But um, a couple things going on with the Kings. A couple things that a couple people want to know about. Buddy Hill, struggling, only played 11 minutes against Dallas. Um, if anybody's seen my tweets, I'm 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 kind of I'm uh, I'm hopping off that Buddy ledge. And Buddy was my guy. Remember, just a week ago, it was all good. Just a week ago, when I said I, I expected him to 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 show up and show out, and I actually do expect him to play good against Brooklyn. Like this is it's kind of what he does. I think you think he's gonna have a good game against Brooklyn, but. It's just not a vibe right now. Him coming off the bench, it doesn't seem like he's always happy about it. I don't want to put words into his mouth or nothing. He didn't say that or nothing like that. It's just it's just not a good vibe. What do you see with Luke Walton, Buddy Hill coming off the bench and the whole vibe of this team? Is is it a, you think it's an issue? Like what's what's up? I mean, for Buddy, I just I think he's just in a you know, in a, in a slump. And like today, Today's a bit of an extreme. He only played 11 minutes, but you know, you you got Bogey out there looking like NBA jams. You don't mess with that to try to get Buddy out of his slump. Because right, you know, if he's going to drop 35, he just gave you Buddy and Bogey's points to, by himself. You don't mess with that. So I think today is might be a bit of an extreme example, just in terms of you know of the kind of the, the, the dichotomy of Buddy's play. But what I do think is that. If he's struggling, this kind of maybe highlights maybe one of the the weaknesses of his game. When he's struggling, he doesn't have the type of game where he says, "You know what? Let me get to the line and make a couple of free throws." You know, let me let, let me get get a, get to the cup and get a layup. He's a jump shooter, and if that if those first if, if those first three or four go in, or two of those first four or five, okay, we're rolling. But if you miss the first five, it's a whole different ball game. And when you're trying to make the playoffs. You know, maybe it's the regular season. You still like try to play it out more, but with the way things are going right now, you don't have time to play around with anyone's feelings. You know, and I don't. I think in the big picture, Buddy understands that. But I just, I think the 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 twenty games before where he was so good in that role, I think that's closer to what he actually is. I think we all know he's a much better shooter than this. I mean, he he said after his first scrimmage that hey, this is a shooter's gym. 
you know, and it hasn't been much of one for him since. But <laughs> ironically enough, you know, then he, he said we want all the smoke and then he hasn't been able to back up that, you know, back that up yet. But I just yeah, they've been on his head about that one. Yeah. Yeah. But I <laughs> do been on his head about that. He's going I think he's going to have a game at some point and that'll kind of get him out of him. And he's done this before. I mean, this is not the first time we've seen him go through a funk and struggle a little. I just think that this has got to, he's got he's got to start, you know, you know they, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're trying to feature him in that second group, and then and then here's another thing that I think even Bays mentioned. In this type of situation, it's a plus type situation. They're scouting the hell out of you. You know, this is you're not catching a team on four five, four out of five on the of a road trip at the end, and they're tired. They're ready for you. That also adds to what I talk about about this being true playoff stuff. Like that's the difference. That's one of the differences between a regular season in a playoff series. In a regular right. season, like you just mentioned, you catch somebody on a back-to-back or two, four games or five, whatever, you know what I'm saying? They're not totally locked in. In the playoffs, they are locked in on every single thing you do and your tendencies, everything, to a T. Yeah. And that's what you're getting in this bubble. You're getting these teams locked in on these teams specifically that are in the bubble, man. So, yeah. yeah and there is no, and you know, yeah. communication-wise, you know, there is no crowd to drown stuff out. They can call everything out. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it, it, it's you know, and then you know, on top of that, think about this. There is no, hey, he was out till four in the morning at, at, the, at you know, at Magic City. Everybody's in the same spot. <laughs> so There's guys, no Disney World flu going on. Yeah, guys are probably getting their proper rest, so on and so forth, and they're ready for you. And that's why I said... Buddy will be better for this, too, just because you have to say, you know what, when a team does that to me, what am I going to do? You know, they're taking this away. I can't get the looks I want. The shot's not falling. I mean, one thing Buddy can do is rebound. He's a good rebounding guard. Grab the rebound, get the outlet, push the ball up, you know, and then go find your spot. And there was a play, I forget which game it was, where De'Aaron got a layup just because of the threat of Buddy running on the wing. So it's not like people are have forgotten about Buddy. These guys got to make some shots, you know, and make him and make him in a point of the game where he can still have an impact. I mean, he made some shots against late against Dallas, but at that point the game was over, you know. So I, I just think it's going to be a matter of because I mean they're not going to mess with the starting lineup because right now the way De'Aaron is cooking and and two of these four games really Buddy and De, no, I mean Bogey and De'Aaron have been good together. So the way they've Bogey been is. As critical as I've been of him, he's averaging like what, like twenty something a game because of those two games. Yeah, you're not going, you're not going to mess with that. So, buddy, I mean, buddy figured it out before. Buddy can figure it out again and make something happen. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be the Brooklyn game. I really do. I think it's going to be the Brooklyn game. Anybody has followed me on Twitter, yes, I've been a little critical, of buddy, and I'm not going back on it. Yes, I would take calls in the summer for Buddy Hill. I just don't. I'm not feeling the vibe long term, but. I still think I still really believe the guy's a bucket when he's on. And and here's the difference between like just being hot and being NBA hot. Like Buddy Hield can get super NBA hot. NBA hot means that it don't matter what defense they're playing. You're like locked in, right? Like we go to 24 or something. If we're hot, you know, we're hitting all open shots, right? Like if we're open, we're knocking them down. No, NBA hot is like Booker did over Paul George and Kawhi. Like, they could be touching the basketball, and you're still going to make it. And Buddy has that capability, right, to get NBA yeah. hot. You know what I mean? I saw the man just, hit 11 threes in Boston. He can, you know. 
Yeah, he can he can do that. Um, and I, I I just I think it's gonna be the Brooklyn game where he's gonna have a good. You know, I'm not saying he's gonna have 35 or nothing like that, but I think he's gonna shoot really well. And I think he's going to have a good game. Against and they Brooklyn. need it. I mean, we'll he, he's well there. rested. He didn't play a lot, so he's rested. So, I mean, you know, this might be the game where maybe, you know, maybe Bogey or De'Aaron has a little fatigue and you need him to provide that spark. So, I think I think it's coming. I, I'm not overly concerned about Buddy. I'm, you know, What do you think about Harry? And his uh, that's been the question of a lot of people. Today, today let's, let's talk about the, you know, the, the Pelican games get this out of the out of the way right now because I think we're on the same page with this, Jason. Today, nobody's minutes matter. They Luke went with what was going, and he didn't worry about nobody's feelings or, you know, he only played this amount of minutes. Whoever was coming into the game and getting it done and and adding to the fact that they were trying to get this victory, that's who was going to get the the tick. And I. I, people were asking about Harry, you know, I think that's really what it was. It's not personal. They may need Harry against Brooklyn to play 20 minutes, whatever. Whoever's cooking, whoever's going, that's who Luke is going to go with. Simple as yeah, that. Yeah, this is not Little League. I mean, I think people forget that. It's like, because he's your favorite guy doesn't mean he gets to play. You know, and Harry only played about a minute, but he got in there and got a tech. It was a bad tech. And, you know, yeah, I so like I, I, I like his I, like I like his fire, but that was unnecessary, unnecessary. And this is, and in these type of situations, that point can cost you a game in a close game. You don't you know, or we've seen it before where the tech is what sparks the other team and they go on a run. That was not a Pelicans kind of woke up. after. Yeah, that, that was not a good move by him. I know people you know, looking on Twitter. You know, I shouldn't look at Twitter for opinions, but. I just I, every now and then I do when people are like, oh man, that was a BS bullshit tech. No, he should have got that tech. When you see the replay, it was that was unnecessary. We don't need you talking. I thought that, look, I thought that was a play on like you guys cut it out type shit, man. Yeah, I didn't think it should have been a tech, but I mean, you can't. Even, I understand you can't take that chance. They, they can they can it. hear a lot better it. right now, <laughs> so we don't know what he if he said something that you know he might have said one of the magic words in that point, but you can't take that chance. You can't take that chance right now. You know, there's too much on the line. You can't you can't play around like that. So, you know, they're, they're going to need Harry at some point. But, you know, Alex Lynn was healthier, you know, and able to give them about 14 minutes today. That was a that was a factor. Rashawn played about 37, 38. That didn't leave a whole lot of minutes. You know, so if Rashawn played, say, 37, then Alex, you know, say, or, you know, Alex played 12, 13. There's really no minutes left for Harry. And to me, that's not a slight on Harry. If you're healthy, you know, and remember, it's not like even Marvin's there. So, I mean, if you're healthy, Harry really is, you know, your third center. And in the NBA, the third, only the third guard play, you know, <laughs> you know, the third center doesn't play in the NBA. The third point guard doesn't play in the NBA. The third shooting guard usually doesn't play, you know. So, I mean, that's not a knock on him in any way. And I just think a lot of times people get focused on we like him. And it's like today is not the day to complain about who didn't play. Today is not the day. Today is not the day to be in your feelings about, well, how come he didn't, you know, and it's, it's you know, you can't have it both ways. I mean, if if Luke had, say, cut Rashawn's minute, Rashawn was good today. If he had, like, cut Rashawn's minute by, say, five or six minutes to make sure Harry got some run, That'd be ridiculous. In, in the same manner that if Luke had cut Bogey's minutes 
to make sure that he tried to get Buddy going or he took De'Aaron out because he felt like Corey Joseph needed to play a certain amount of minutes at this one situation. That would have been a mistake. So I understand the sentiment, but, you know, maybe this is part of that. A lot of folks ain't been around a playoff situation in a while. Now ain't the time. Now ain't, I, I watched Andrew Bode as a starting center get benched in the finals so they could win a championship. So David yeah. Lee got benched, you know, for the Warriors when they were trying to make a run. Like, and that was, I think it was David Lee was coming off an all star appearance or maybe two years off. Yeah. So, like, you just got to do what you got to do. And especially in a situation like this. And back to back, I fully expect Harry to get more minutes against Brooklyn because they're going to need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to need all hands on deck. So, the fact that he only played one minute for Harry. That's what I thought, I thought it was a minute. You know, but I mean, I I there I, I saw no injustice in that either. It, I I don't think they were doing him wrong or fucking are fucking with Harry. No, it wasn't that. Because everyone thinks what time a guy's in play. Oh, they're just messing with him. No, it's not always that. Calm down. I mean, and like I said, you know, I'm not a big plus minus guy anyway. But if you want to be, a, like I said, you look at it now. Rashawn played about thirty two. Yo. Know, uh, Alex played about you know fifteen. There's your minutes at center. Harry got the last minute. So I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's it's not that to me. I think you're going to need Harry at some point. Today wasn't the day you needed Harry. You know, I mean, you know, to, you're going to need Harry, but you will need him at some point. So calm down, people. I don't think Buddy or Harry is you know going to be left at the hotel tomorrow. They're still they're still coming on the trip. They're still you know they're you know no Luke doesn't hate them you know yeah and well and like I said the Kings they got Brooklyn coming up the game that they they've got to win simple as that and these are always the scariest games if you're a Kings fan because the ones they should win quote unquote I'm not even trying to say it like that or be out there like that but the games that they should win are always the ones that. Don't go according to plan. So, and I'm a big, we'll you know, you know me. I'm a big advocate of not saying the Kings should win any game because they're not good enough to ever walk in and say we should beat this team. Right. right. I mean, and, and that was always my the people are like, how did they lose to the Hornets? Do you really think they're that much better than the Hornets where they can just walk, roll the ball out, and they're going to beat the Hornets by 15? No, they never should. They got to go in every game like they're an underdog. And I think maybe them losing the first three. They're going to come out that every game because they know they, they don't have any room for error now. I think they'll be ready. I think they'll definitely be ready against Brooklyn. I'd be highly disappointed if they weren't. So uh, we'll definitely have our eyes on that. But we got two other things that we got to do here. We got to – I want to ask you one thing about the NBA bubble. And then we have a Jones on the Road segment that we promised the people. We got to give the people what they want. They've been asking about Jones on the Road. Okay. So we got to give them that. But before that, I just wanted to get your opinion on the bubble as a whole. I feel like – the bubble has been a rousing success. Rousing. Everything that the NBA has done with this bubble has worked, whether it's the bubble in general, um, the virtual fans. We got Lil Wayne. We got Shaq and the virtual fans. You know what I'm saying? Um, the way these guys have played. And a lot of people were worried about the gameplay. I think the gameplay has been excellent. These games have been have been competitive. They've been tight. We've seen moments like Devin Booker with his shot over the Clippers. We've seen TJ Warren going crazy. You know, I I I thought it. I think it's been a complete A plus, man. What, what have you thought about the bubble? Man? Yeah, I mean, I think this this thing has gone way better than anyone could have expected. I mean, 
I mean, I know the, the primary concern with everyone's health. I feel like they've got this thing in a situation where you don't have where the uh, no, they're the, everyone's testing negative inside the bubble. They and I know I remember when the Kings had the, the, their positive test and people were freaking out. So you can't play basketball. And then I talked to someone. They were like, you know what? The the league they wanted all the positive tests before you got there, with the hope being that by the time you got there, everyone would be negative and you could you know be you know keep everyone in the bubble and everyone would be fine. So I I I I mean I commend the league. You look at what's going on with baseball. You look at what, you look at what could possibly be going on with football. Jason, they the the Phillies and the Marlins haven't played for like a week and a half. <laughs> I mean. What's really good? Yeah, I think the NBA should be commended, honestly, just for the, the the job they've pulled off in making this happen. I mean, it's to me, it's been it's been like I said a great. It's, it's, I mean, it's been great. You know, I know people are talking about these. They call them the the deleted eight, the eight who didn't get in. They're mad because they can't <laughs> play any games. The deleted eight, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> these are basically eight seeding games. I mean, they're eight postseason games. You weren't good enough to get to that point. I don't. I don't really care if the Golden State Warriors can't have practice right now. I don't really care. I don't really care that the Chicago Bulls can't have a mini camp. I mean, I'm not sitting around going, "Damn, the Knicks don't get to have a mini camp right now." Well, we are a little upset the Knicks can't have a mini camp. Well, you are. No one else cares about the Knicks. <laughs> I mean, if you're under the age of like fifty, over the you know, you know, you probably you you barely remember the Knicks being relevant, you know, except for like blips here and there, you know. So, I mean, I I think it's been a, it's been it's good for the league. I think it's been a good look for the league. I know people have mixed messages about the whole Black Lives Matter on the court. You know, are you mon- are, you, are you marketing? No racial. I feel like they, they've also stayed true to that. They said that they were going to use that platform to keep awareness going. And I feel like the players, the league, the coaches, they've kind of stayed true to that. You know, whether it's in post game interviews or, you know, on their social medias, like they they haven't let the message go away. So I call it walking true. and chewing gum at the same time. People are like, we can't if we if we if we play games, then I'm like, we, it is possible to do more than one thing, more than one thing, you know. And I never, you know, because I'm a big Ice Cube fan. Ice Cube is like, only be doing nothing except focused on this. I'm like, well, you can focus on that. I think people can do more than one thing. I don't think we need to have a situation where just because, you know, we all know what's going on in the world. We don't have to all shut things down to focus. You know, I think you can do, you know, you can do more than one thing. I think the league, it's been good for the league. It's been good for the WNBA. I think because there aren't as many other things going on, the WNBA is getting you know the, the shine that maybe it normally wouldn't get. So I, I think actually all in all, this has been a good look for the league. I mean, I, I know side pieces and road chips may not be happy. You know, <laughs> this can't be good for them. You know, right. they can't. You know, right. you can't. You know, you can't. You know, it's it's probably great for families. You know, the missus at home ain't worried about old girl, you know. Yeah, she's good. I know your ex. I know your ex stays in Houston. Guess what? Ain't nobody <laughs> seeing nobody. Yeah, nobody you know. And then you even get, in the sports writer. Yeah, even in the sports writer world, you know, people like me ain't got to hear from the people. Hey, what you doing? You know, well, maybe it's just <laughs> me. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what you doing? Where you going? Where you be? You know. No right. Bernie Mac thing, you know, wh- you know, where you at? Mm. 
When you, when you, just, you know, everyone, everyone's cool right now. I think it's, you know, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next season, but I think it's going to be good. I mean, I think the way this is all unfolding, you won't be able to say, well, this, this champion quote unquote, isn't real. It's going to be an earn, you know, it's not like they, you know, they just started with the final four teams and went to the final, you know, to the conference finals. Yeah, no. This is going to be a beast. Yeah. This is going to be a beast. Yeah. Like somebody said, hooping at its truest form, you know, just, just. It's all about ball, man. Yeah. It's none of that extra stuff. It's not, oh, I got momentum from the crowd or the refs got influenced by the home crowd or we have to travel. No, it's all about hoop, man. All about hoop. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you, somebody, some people would argue that the ref is just be, only can now be influenced by the player with the ball, you know, when. They watch Luca or LeBron or Harden shoot like twenty free or throws. Or Porzingis. Yeah, oh yeah. And they watch those guys shoot like twenty free throws. Porzingis treating him like he was goddamn uh, Kim Olajuwon. Well, the calls he was getting the other day, but I digress. Yeah. So I mean that that you know that'll happen, but I think all in all it's been a good thing for the league. And, and I mean, like I said, especially when you compare it to what baseball, you know, what's going on with baseball, and like I said, God knows what's going to happen to football. You know, but I think you know basketball, and I also throwing hockey. Hockey's doing, a, yeah. you know, doing Hockey's well too. Doing it too, yeah. You know, yeah. so I think it's, it's it's shown that hey, maybe from, it maybe it'll show to the whole world that if we take precautions, we can control this thing. Now, the other thing that I thought about this, Jason, is when everything gets back to normal, you know, God willing, and we're able to do things regular, and NBA doesn't have to have a bubble anymore, and they're traveling from city to city and doing all this other stuff. I think this was a good test run to have some type of tournament. I don't know what it would be for, whether it's a midseason tournament, whether it's a play-in tournament for final two spots. You know, they floated that thing around, you know, last or this season or something like that, that they want to implement it. Just the idea of these games, we've got games at 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock to about nine o'clock out here. You know what I mean? And they're great games. These guys are balling, like they're going at it, they're competing. Do you, in your opinion, this is completely your opinion, not saying if you have any inside information or not, but do you think this opens the door for Adam Silver? Does this give him the the um, the firepower now to go back to the owners and the players and say, look how great this was. Let's have something like this incorporated into our league every year now, you know, whether it's for a week or two weeks or whatever. You, th- you think they're going to try and push that now? I think definitely, just because, like I said, no intel, just my own thoughts. But you, there's always been this kind of this rumbling about ways to make the regular season matter more. And, I mean, really the most compelling part of this bubble has been the race for eight in the West. I mean, the East is trash, whatever, you know. Gee, you see that where the Wizards are now behind the Hornets <laughs> who, aren't in, who aren't in the bubble? That is, that is, that is the and, – and, that, and that's just crazy too because the Hornets were like, what, like a game or a half a game out from being invited? And like now they are literally, you know, but they can't even advance. It's like that's not fair. You know, it's almost like when, when, when guys started dropping off of the Wizards, the league should have said, you know what? Because there's going to be no Bradley Beal, no Bertans, we're going to actually swap the Wizards yeah, for the Hornets because the Hornets actually care. You know, so, you know, or, you know, not to, not to imply that the guys from the, the Wizards who were playing don't care, but, you know, yeah, that's, I mean, who would have ever thought that, you know, that you because you would look at it and say, you know what, Brooklyn has all these injuries, the Wizards can get in. We were wrong. 
you know. <laughs> but they I were the anti Phoenix yeah, Suns. Yeah, but I do. I mean, they might be able to spin something that says, okay, this, you know, if you're Vegas, yeah, if you're, you a know, week in Vegas, yeah, a week in Vegas for seven and eight, you know, something like that, or you know, say for example, hypothetically, a team with, you know, I'm trying to think, a team with some stars, a team like. Uh, Say Golden State, for example, next year. Say they have a they have a slew of injuries. They get everyone back late, you know, and then it's like they can they can go to the play, get into the play in, and maybe play them way into seven. The league would make the, the, that would be good for the league. I think I don't think it would be good. But, but the, here's the problem with that too: is if you've played say seventy games, you know, and there's there you know you know Lord willing, there's no pandemic break in the in the season. Why is it fair then that other team can now just show up and bring, you know, its full squad after you earn the right to have home court and all that? So, I mean, there's a lot to it. But I do think that this whole idea of the race for eight, that's been the best part of this thing. You get, you get to see a young Phoenix team grow up like before our like, – we can like literally watch this team grow up. You know, you're, watch, you're watching these guys. You get to see, the, you know, the Kings deal with the pressure. You get to see, you know, Memphis, which no one knew what they would do. You know, you get to see them try to handle the press. I, I like Portland it. Portland out here. Mellow. Bubble Mellow. Come on yeah, now. Yeah, Mellow took the break, <laughs> got himself in some better shape, came back, you know, you know, and the, you know, they benefited more than anyone from the bubble. They got Nurk back. I mean, if this if this doesn't happen, Portland's done. Portland's done in the regular season. Yeah, that's facts. So yeah, man, I I'd, I'd love to see some kind of tournament, man, and and like I said, you know, I'm always looking for an excuse to go to Vegas. I'm one of the people that love Vegas. I know it's kind of trendy for people to be like, oh, I hate Vegas. Get to my no, I love Las Vegas. All right? Oh, I do so too. So any opportunity, any opportunity to get to go to Vegas, like yeah, put this tournament out there, man. Let's 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 do that, man. So I'd be with that. Um, we will in the future get Jones on the road stories in Vegas, but we don't have one for you today. We got a Dallas Jones on the road. Is that is that correct? Yeah, we, we can do Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Uh, not nothing too salacious or you know out of order or anything like that. But a few years ago, I'm in Dallas. I'm hanging out with a Dallas Cowboys beat writer, my frat brother Clarence Hill. Shout out to Clarence. Uh, Shout out Clarence. And so it's after a Kings game, and he's like, "No, we're gonna go to this spot." He's you know, and he said, "Just so you know, it's not gonna be like you in California. You know, it's gonna might you know." Some things might be a little, I guess, you know, say older. I'm like, okay. What's, I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, where the hell is he taking me? I don't know the name of the spot. We go in there. And this, mind you, this happened in the 2000s, last decade. I go in there. It looks like I'm in a nothing but a G-Thang video. Oh, snap. Yeah, I see dudes with creased jeans on. <laughs> I see the shags. I see the oh, rayon man. shirts. I go, man, what is going on? I, I was just waiting for somebody to walk out and get sprayed with a 40. <laughs> I mean. I've heard that about Dallas. I've heard that they they are um, willingly behind the times. Or I shouldn't even say behind. They go back in the time. Yeah, I don't know I if they were say. behind or they just decided we bringing back starch jeans. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen, I've seen the creased khakis, you know, I'm from you know L.A. area. You know, I've seen the, but I hadn't seen the creased up jeans on someone under the age of like sixty five in quite some time. <laughs> and I was like, wow, they really got yeah. their jeans creased up in this piece, man. You know, I know I still ordered my crown, I still kicked it, you know. 
I don't know. Yeah, so I was gonna say, how was the spot? Oh, it was cool. You know, I like I like them little hole in the wall hood spots. I mean, that's what that, I, I feel at home there. So I wouldn't. Comp- You're like Tupac. Yeah, I like to go. They said, they said that's where Tupac used yeah, to. Yeah, I like to go in them. You know, you go in them type of spots. It's not Hollywood. You know, people just having a good time, and I'm not famous, so it's even better for me. I just slide <laughs> on in. Hey, let's get a whole, you know, get, you know, get a boogie on. You know, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. Is Dallas a two a.m. town? I forget. I've, I I don't know if it is because no matter what, I would ended up hang, hanging out past two, so it probably isn't. But the place I ended up going there late was a Fuel City, the taco tacos at the gas station. Oh, oh, okay. So we, we got we got gas station tacos. Oh, they're That's good. Doing, they're, huh? they're good though. They're good. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're good. So I mean, there's no there's no complaint on my end. I love Dallas. I mean, I like the barbecue spots I've been to out there. You know, I saw somebody on 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 the Twitter slandering Texas barbecue, and I wanted to like block them, but they were colleagues, so I can't probably probably shouldn't. I was like, you know, you're gonna go on, you know, Beyonce's internet and slander Texas barbecue, and that's you know, and I I love barbecue. I like Memphis barbecue. I, I just like barbecue. But if you're gonna slander barbecue, I wouldn't slander Texas barbecue. It's pretty damn good. So let me ask you this because I have only flown. I had a layover in Dallas because for a long time, that's the only way you could get to New Orleans Mm -hmm. from Sacramento is you had to stop in Dallas. And I went to Houston when I was like 15. So I haven't really been to either spot basically as a grown man, Houston or Dallas, which one do you Oh, we're going to make, ah. Isn't that a big Texas rivalry right there? Hell, if I know I'm from California, I I enjoy them both. (laughs) But in terms of the Fun and the things I've done in Texas, I gotta go with Houston. I, I heard Houston, Atlanta, Vegas is. The, <laughs> Houston is that, the truth. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I've you know, and I've had fun in Dallas, but Houston has a whole. Remember, Houston's like in the you know, it has more of a southern vibe to it than Dallas does, in my opinion. Really? I mean, I remember okay. it ain't that far from New Orleans. You know, a lot of people from yeah. Katrina they ended up in Houston. Yeah. No, and that's that New Orleans. Although they got beef, I heard, like, for a while. Maybe it's not still the same, but the Houston dudes and ladies, they used to hate them uh, New Orleans people that came out there. Yeah, I wouldn't Like, know, not, yeah. The, not the people that, you know, lost everything, but, like, the people from New Orleans who came out there and caused trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, see, they I, I wasn't familiar with the, with, the, with, the, with the turf talk. I wasn't familiar with that when I'm out there. <laughs> I'm a square. On, I'm a square, man. I'd be, be at the game. With my peoples or in the hotel, I don't. I don't be like take me to the block, you know. But I did <laughs> nah. in Houston. I was out. I went to was to a spot afterward. I did have some outstanding. You know, they had the fries, with cheap, the the, the Creole. Like they had shrimp and everything on the fries. Told him, okay. yeah. So yeah. So yeah. And I, I I hit the Breakfast Club when I'm out there. You know. You know. You know. I always make sure I, I purchase some seasoning from the Breakfast Club. I actually had to order some online because I was I was struggling. You know. I couldn't make my fish without the season. And I made some fish without I was like, ugh, I can't even eat this. Uh, you know, I had to go ahead, go online and order my seasoning. So yeah, so I yeah, I am good to go. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to go ahead and I'm gonna have to go ahead and lean more Houston, but it's no it's it's no it's no hate to Dallas, but you know, but it's just a It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. So I think next time when we go uh, we got we got the Chicago St. Patrick's Day in the tuck, you know. What I'm oh saying? yeah, we yeah, that in yeah. The tuck. But I I just I feel like it's time to go to Vegas. I, I teased it a little bit. I think next time Jones on the road, 
I'm I'm putting a request. Dude, we, didn't, in right uh, dude, now. we didn't we didn't go to Vegas before where I got left and uh Oh you did go to Vegas. But I mean there's always left. more Vegas. No, okay, well let's go to Chicago. Okay, I mean we I mean Vegas. let's go to Chicago. There's more there is more Vegas. I mean we we, we can do either one. I mean who the, Nah, I yeah, let's go to Chicago. Okay, we can go. I'm ready to go to the Windy City. We can go, to, we can go to Chicago and talk about more than Garrett's popcorn. You know, we can, you know, <laughs> we can talk about green green jello shots on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, sounds lit. Sounds lit. This pandemic needs to go away. Yeah. I need to, I need some jello yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I miss the road. I miss the road. I ain't getting no Marriott points. I ain't been on a plane. I haven't <laughs> gone this long without being on a plane. Oh, man. I ain't been on a plane since March. Oof. Which is like. That's a minute for you. Yeah, it was forever. Like my, my passport about to expire. I don't even care. <laughs> like things useless. See, we we're not even wanted. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> even if you wanted to go somewhere, they, we they ain't was wanted. like, "You still go to Mexico?" I was like, "I don't want to go anywhere." I'm like, "I don't want." I'm like, "What if I get one of them? I don't want to go nowhere." I'm like, "I'm I'm cool just chilling with the kids and watching, you know, watching the games on TV, Zoom interviews, and you know, and whenever the season is over for the Kings, I can just watch games, chill, and." Hope that the gym opens again one day because I miss the gym. We all. Yeah, one day. So, yeah, that's that's what we got. You know, tomorrow we'll have the post game. Nets, Kings, as the Kings try to go, uh, try to get their second win of the bubble. Uh, and then we'll probably give a quick, because, you know, we, we talked about it. We got to come back, come back to it. We got to give a little post game of uh, Ross first change, the versus. We got to talk about that. Yeah, we got to go back and review the footage. You know, I I, yeah, I got I to gotta watch the film. I caught. I got to watch. The, yeah. I got to go watch. watch the, the I got to go, go home and watch the tape. <laughs> Jason, about the first. I got to go home and watch the tape. You know, go back and watch the tape. Yeah, I'm going to watch the tape. You know, me and Luke, I'm going to do. I'm going I'm gonna to do a FaceTime with Luke. We're going to watch the tape of the verses. You know, because we didn't, yeah. you know, because both of us were busy. And then, you know, we'll both. What was your take on this? You know, we'll get back to it after we watch the tape. No doubt, no doubt. But today, the Kings get the win in the bubble. They will not go over in the bubble. That's a fact now. 140, 125 over the Pelicans. And, uh, yeah, let's see what they can do tomorrow, man. I'm Kenny Caraway. Oh, we got to give our shout-out. Shout-out to Be Heard Platform. Shout-out to Damian Barling. Shout-out to our producer, Big Rob. You know what I'm saying? Big up to all my people out there. And uh, we we got people asking us about merch. We're working on it, fellas. Yeah. And ladies, yeah, we're working on merch the merch. Working on the merch. J Street Vibes merch is coming. Yeah, you know, we're working on. We're trying to get everything. You know, get the people what they want. So yeah, man, we're working yeah. on that. You know, and yeah, and I'm Jason Jones, and I ain't got much else to say. I mean, I haven't written the Kings. <laughs> think about that. Think about this. I haven't written a, a regular season Kings win story since they played what Portland in early wow. March. Wow, that was a hell of a game. Too. Yeah, they, and it, it was a game like this one where they just couldn't miss. And I, that night, I said, I said, oh, Portland's done. I'm like, this, they're, they're over. And then the, everything was over. But yeah, I still got some Nikes I got from up there that I haven't even worn because as soon as I got them, everything closed. I'm like, I'm not going to be wearing my nice stuff for nobody. Yeah, to just see. keep those in the tuck, bro. Keep yeah, those I, in the I, tuck. I, got, I, got some, I got some heat for people. They don't know I even got. <laughs> We can't wait to see it, man. <laughs> we up out of here. All right, we'll y'all. see y'all tomorrow. Once again, this is Kenny Caraway. Jason Jones, we gone. We up out of here. You know the vibes. 